Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 3rd of July 2012. I always suggest that newcomers to the program actually go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com and help themselves to the audios for free download, which they'll find there. There's over a thousand, and you'll start to understand the system. It's a big circus in a way, but it's a system you're born into. Very complex, with many layers to it, but really, it's a system all going in the same direction of planning the future. Those in power, even down through the ages, never let go of power. Therefore, they must always control and direct the future. So they're always in control of it, and their offspring as well. And that's what you're living in today. It's a planned society, a planned system. And uh, everything, every facet of society has been uh, brought into consideration via the think tanks which they employ at the top and the big foundations which run the non-governmental organizations which promote all the big movements that guide the world along certain paths. So into austerity, for instance. So help yourself to the audios and find out the big organizations. It came together over a 100 years ago to create this new world order, as you like to call it, which is uh, to do with the 21st century or the century of change, because the change is the goal. The goal is sought after for not an awful long time by those in charge. Total control, that is, of the whole planet and all resources and everyone in it, too. And remember, too, when you're helping yourself to the audios, you can help me keep going along by buying the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And you can also donate because I don't bring on advertisers as guests. I don't bring on um, scary stories from people with anonymous names and so on to give you frightening uh, data. I just give you the basic facts as we can possibly prove them. And uh, I don't sell uh, articles or, or, or stuff to make you live forever. I just, as I say, sell the books and discs and that's it. Because otherwise you get kind of compromised and then you're in big business. Before you know it, you're, you have to be pals with everything out there in commerce, which is leading, of course, the charge towards this new um, system we're going into with of the very, very rich and the very, very poor. That's basically it, too. So go into cuttingthroughmates.com, help yourselves. You can get transcripts for download for print-up as well. And you can also go into alanwattsentinel.eu for transcripts in other languages. As I say, there's all, the, all the sites listed on the com site have uh, audios for download. Remember, from the U.S. to Canada, you can use personal checks. Uh, you can use inter- international postal money orders. You can use PayPal or you can use cash. Across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. And straight donations, remember, are awfully, awfully welcome in these austere times. And if you think it's austere at the moment, there's nothing to what's coming along the pike. Because, as I say, this is the century of change. This change 
to do with a completely planned society where everyone is controlled from birth to death. You're given little avenues of escapism, of course, lots of electronic gadgets to fantasize with and lose yourself. But in reality, all your spending money will go to, in a post-consumer society, will go to basic necessities down the road. And that's what's planned for everyone on the planet. And you can understand that the organizations, as I say, that started a long time ago with this big initiative to take over the world. They had, they were very, very far-sighted. They said it would probably happen regardless, even if they didn't guide it. However, if they didn't guide it, other people and individuals might take the lead. Therefore, they had to do it first and make sure that they guided the world and promoted it through world organizations. Everything to do with the world organizations had to be promoted, and that's why they even created the Olympic Games, for instance. Anything at all that's pan-America, pan-British, pan-whatever, pan-the-world is promoted. And we'll be back with more on this after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix. And the matrix is a system. That's really what it is. It's a very complex system, many layers to the system. And it also encompasses even the human condition, you might say. People who are born into the world, and it's a world of matter. You've got to eat, you've got to live, etc. And there's those, of course, who have no problem going for that full steam ahead at the, to the basically impoverishment of everyone else, if need be, for their own survival. And you find basic impulses and needs become neurotic, in a sense, Sometimes even through different groups of people, even some religions will promote that until it becomes a hyperneurosis, until they have to survive at everyone else's expense. So there's nothing new in this at all. That's the way humankind really is. We're stuck in this world. And, of course, small tribes are the only ones that can have any kind of form of control over their leadership. Once you get beyond that stage, you can't get rid of the guy on top when he tries to put his whole family and his offspring in charge and simply make a dynasty of it. That's what we have, early dynasties that run the world. In all the big countries, even in China, what you call communist China, there's very, very old families that already were incredibly wealthy long before uh, the communist revolution there. So we have the, the, the dynasties who all get together. They'll go to pretty well the same schools, the Ivy League schools in the West, and they all are taught the same eugenics courses, and they're, they're taught the same sociology courses and how the future must be for themselves, of course, because they see it from their own perspective. They don't see it from the perspective of those at the bottom. In fact, those at the top uh, can't imagine really uh, how you live, in fact, Mitch Bush Jr., when he got into office, was probably one of the first guys to say, I have never met poor people. And he actually appointed a guy to go out into society uh, who would meet poor people and get their ideas. They haven't a clue how you survive or how you live. They never think about it at all. It's like an alien thought to them. And that's pretty well the same the world over. Powerful people marry into powerful families, they intermarry, and they create powerful offspring who again go through the same courses, the same kind of Ivy League schooling, and end up 
in the same high positions across the world. So these are, as I say, dynasties run the world. You don't need to be a prime minister or a president. Uh, you simply have to run the guys that run the presidents. And they're all run because Carol Quigley and others who have worked for the Council of Foreign Relations have said that, that for the last hundred years now it is that they put their own guys in as presidents and prime ministers across the Western world and the British Empire too. Everyone has been a member of the same organization, going on the same path towards the same ends with a totally planned society. They have no problems actually talking to about people uh, as um, a separate species in the classes, that is. They have no problem at all about that. They take it as a matter of, of, for granted and a matter of course that there's different kinds of humans on the planet as they promote, of course, through their own media, a different perception to us that everyone's the same, we're all equal and all that nonsense. Now, those who try to, to fight this big system and, you know, big players in the past have talked about it. H.G. Wells talked about it. He, he talked about the open conspiracy. He was a propagandist for it at that time uh, because your mind is directed through not just non-fiction, which he wrote, and fiction, which he wrote, um, but fiction itself is more, more of an impetus on the imagination and gets the young people uh, moving along in a, in a thought mode, a pattern towards a, a desired goal. And, of course, it's, it's desired by those at the top. So fiction is a great way to, to predictive program, as you call it, predictive programming, uh, the, the general population, the young ones especially, for the next step and the next step and the next step. And every generation is taught when they're young that they're the freest generation that's ever been, and they're on the cutting edge of what they call civilization and progress. But no one questions what progress is and especially the young, because they don't have the wisdom. No one has it when you're really young. And uh, we don't listen to adults. We're taught not to, in fact, especially nowadays. And we are used so easily by those in charge of education. So education, like Stalin said, it must be very well financed and very well guided and manipulated, uh, along with police, of course. Uh, so you had teachers and policemen and the military. And if you got that, you control the country or a whole bunch of nations. Quite easy to do. All techniques, again, nothing really new in it, except they've got more cash from all of us to hire more and more people and pay them pretty well for indoctrination purposes and to keep everybody else in check. Now, there are those who fight it, and as I mentioned before, H.G. Wells mentioned this in The Open Conspiracy, one of his books, where he says, really, if anyone wants to know what's going on, they can find out because we publish what we do. And they do, it's just that their books are rather boring. And no one, people would rather get their history from Hollywood than open, dusty, old, boring books by bureaucrats, high-level bureaucrats and movers and shakers in the world. And it's true enough, you can really wade through them for chapter after chapter to get one paragraph of something that's essential to know. That's how things are done. You see, knowledge is scattered deliberately. And, um, and and that's why it's scattered too, because they don't want the general population knowing uh, so easily what's happening. When you go to the proper universities and you're singled out for the proper tuition as a leader, you, you're given access to stuff where it's all condensed for you. You don't have to search all over the place looking for bits to put together. But H.G. Wells also said that um, many will fight uh, and die uh, protesting this new world order. And that, that's going to be true as well. That's why, of course, they've got the big 
military and, and militarized police forces across the, the whole world now under the guise of terrorism because uh, it will come into play when people can't afford to live anymore. And it starts at the bottom level, those on the very bottom during times of inflation because, you see, we're, we're, it's been declared that we are now in a, a post-consumerist society. Those who still have cash, uh, more cash, can, can still consume, of course, but those at the bottom have to consume less and less. So once that, they get a, a certain point reached, and I'm no, I'm no doubt at all universities have been paid millions of dollars over many, many years to do studies to not only the exact percentage points where, where they hit the general public when riots break out, uh, that, that it will happen. They will know. So um, we're run in a very scientific manner, scientific socialism, they call it, and the bankers love that because they prefer to deal with countries under socialism, where socialism tends to have a heavy hand on the general population, and, and socialists are always borrowing from the banks. And, and, and today it doesn't matter anyway, because both conservative and everything else, they're all socialist today. That's really it. They're all socialist. So... People try to do things in other ways. They think there must be some sort of legality involved. And so they try to become lawyers, etc. Or they go back to the past and, and try to, to use old charters that were used before for rights. And they, they generally get demolished. Some countries more so than others. And there's an article from Britain to do with a guy who... He was the head of uh, an organization there that tried to go along with the rights for the, for the British people. It says Roger Hayes is arrested and tried in a secret court and then imprisoned, I think all in the one day, I think, you know. But it says at 9.30 this morning in scenes reminiscent of Stasi, East Germany, two police cars and four policemen from Merseyside police arrested British Constitution Group Chairman Roger Hayes at his world home and drove away. This is the first his family heard of this was at uh, 18.30 this evening via telephone call from a warder in Liverpool prison to say that Roger had been tried and sentenced to prison. All like that. Bang, bang, bang. At no time were the family or any other members of the public informed of his arrest and it's understood he was tried in a secret court without a jury. Denied the right to argue his case. Denied the right to a jury. Denied the right for the public to see justice being done. Roger was imprisoned in a secretive gulag system that Britain has become in 2012. It's been that way for a long time, actually. His crime is that he'd been refusing to pay his council tax because, along with other state taxes, a proportion of the tax revenue gathered is being sent to the European Union, used to fund unlawful wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya and Syria, and promote terrorism right around the world. To pay tax under these circumstances is, at the very least, unlawful under Section 15 Dash three of the Terrorism Act 2000. This is as such that so you see you become you start to try and use their laws and it doesn't work, folks. These guys, if they want you, they come and get you. They really do. This is as such uh, the present because they're lawless at the top. That's why. <laughs> as such, the present government of UK and Westminster is complicit to terrorist action and war crimes, and therefore the payment of taxes to an unlawful criminal regime is itself a criminal act, one in which Roger refused to participate. The state has never forgiven him for the arrest of Judge Peake at Birkenhead Court as part of this, this campaign. So he is in charge of um, uh, a particular organization uh, that tries to use their own charter of rights, etc., and the laws of supposedly Britain, uh, and they come and get you. They bide their time sometimes, but they, they get you eventually. 
because uh, they can't have you doing that. Because, you see, if you get away with it, other people will copy you, and they won't allow that. I mean, your, your whole purpose under this system has always been to produce and consume and pay taxes. And now it's not so to consume so much, it's simply to produce and have less to spend for yourself, because taxes are going to end up bringing you into austerity, which is post-consumerism. And the cash that you've got left will, will simply be for basic necessities. That's what they've said. And I've got articles here from the top greenie organizations talking about this. It came out from the G20 meeting, the recent one. Now, it says, in addition to a stance on taxes for unlawful purposes, Rogers has also been campaigning for the Lawful Bank, which is a monetary initiative in which money can be issued to the public as credit rather than as crippling debt under the existing corrupt and fraudulent international monetary system. As chairman of the British Constitution Group, that's the group he belongs to, he's the chairman, Roger Hayes has been an outspoken public speaker warning the British public that their rights and freedoms under common law and the Constitution are being stripped away and replaced by dictatorship of secret courts operating under administrative and statute law. There's no doubt that success in alerting ever more people to the dangers of the British EU dictatorship being built by a criminal element now masquerading as British politicians has caused the state to imprison Roger. His challenge to the fraudulent banking system, as evidenced by the criminal acts of Barclays Bank and today's resignation by Arch Bilderberger and BBC advisor Marcus Agius, will also have made Roger enemies with Britain's white criminal banking cabal. And they've been there for centuries. These Roger's family is shocked both at his arrest and the realisation that Britain is now sliding into a police state where husbands, fathers and other good people can be lifted off the streets and imprisoned. There's no, no doubt that Britain is further under the control of domestic terrorists in Westminster. And so they're asking that all those who value their freedoms and liberty call Mayor's Decide Police for further information and an explanation of their actions and also call Liverpool Police uh, Prison to establish Roger's physical safety and well-being. I'll put this link up tonight and it's got the phone numbers in it for those who want to bombard them. And at least it's, it's the only thing you can do is say we're keeping an eye on what's going on here because we're under a totalitarian system. It's in every country. Some are more better at handling it than others. And the states, of course, is getting awfully big and heavy with the, the heavy hand of the law and the people are adapting to it as, the, as people do. But um, in Britain, it's, it's the same kind of thing. They're, they're coming down on it because that's your purpose. You're a slave. You are a slave in this new system, and that is your purpose. You're a lesser being, you see. But uh, that's just the way things really, really are. And an update to it as well. This is the fact of Roger's committal to prisoners slowly emerging. It seems in Tuesday 26 uh, June uh, 2012, a committal hearing took place at which World Council state that Roger failed to appear. As a result, the judge issued a bench warrant for his arrest, and Roger was arrested yesterday morning. Instead, the council spokesman I did not know refused to name the judge. And it's not because, I mean, he's just withholding. It's called withholding taxes, he, you know. Because uh, if it was for a fair thing, where it was coming back to the people, there'd be no problem with it. That's the whole point of taxes when they first brought them in. Or you, you get all this back and, and services and etc. And of course, we're throwing it all over the world. It's now the redistribution of wealth, they call it, through the G20 meetings and all the rest of it. So, And they're building up other third world nations with your tax money as they give you no work at home. So uh, they're completely throwing all their laws and their rules out the window at the top. And they're often a different tangent altogether. But of course, that was always the agenda. 
So Roger he's withheld his council tax rather than refused to pay, as we reported. There's a big difference, actually, again, legally, but I don't think it matters if they're after you. The most important fact in Roger's arrest and trial and imprisonment is that nobody knows the detail of what happened to him. Uh, what were the names and numbers of the police officers that came? What was the court? Uh, what was the number of the case? Who was the magistrate or judge? Were any public present to see justice being done? Well, nobody knows. They just grabbed them in a way. <laughs> Tried by magistrate, and that was it. And they don't even name the magistrate. So that's what they can do with you if they want to, to make an example of you. And they can do a lot worse as well, of course. And as I say, all you can do is keep an eye and see we're watching you so worse doesn't happen. That's all you can do in this day and age, really. That's it. Now, as I mentioned before, people are very easily trained, and every generation is trained incrementally. There's been big strides between the generations too. You only have to do it once, and then you can take a big stride. Uh, and once you've crossed the initial barriers, and and now you'll have maybe three, four generations of people sitting, uh, and anything goes now because each generation has been degenerated uh, culturally in the process through entertainment and so on. Till you watch anything at all. I mean, anything at all. And you're trained so simply by things you like. I mean, you can actually get trained by things which are kind of amusing to you. And most folk are trained that way. You can warn them in advance. It doesn't matter. For instance, I'm going to put up a link tonight um, on an ad put out by Virgin Atlantic on how safe it is and sexy and cool it is to be x-rayed at an airport. And you see the all the models going through male and female. And, um, and this guy does his little almost striptease dance in the thing, and that'll probably get them all humoured uh, and laughing and giggling about it. And it tells you at the bottom how safe it is, and it's cool and it's sexy, you see. That's all you need to do with most people. I guarantee you, if you watch this, and then you warn people about it, and then you show them it, you can warn them first, you'll still see them smiling away, and they're lost for a second or two. That's all it takes. It's implanted in their brain, you know. That's how you're conditioned. So simple, isn't it? Because neuroscience and all these other big, big, big professions today, behaviorism, uh, working, oh, been working your whole life long and before you were born and, and ways to, to manipulate the public. They know exactly how to alter your opinions on anything at all and make you for something, in fact, even through humor or whatever it happens to take. It's very easy to do. Also, there's been massive sexual abuse by UK police officers as we get into the stage now where it's worrying people. And it says an investigation by The Guardian released on June 29th warned of the number of sexual abuses committed by the UK police officers is increasing. And it says, according to an investigation conducted by The Guardian, analysing the data from court cases and misconduct proceedings, in the past four years there are 56 cases involving police officers and community support officers who were found to have abused their position or investigated for committing rape, a crime, sexually assaulting or harassing women. I bet there's a bunch of guys getting harassed as well. Raising questions about the efficacy of the police complaint system, the study which documented the scale of the British police corruption also warned that sexual misconduct could be more widespread than previously believed. And it says it revealed that the police officers have been convicted or disciplined for rape and inappropriate sexual behaviour with vulnerable women. 
Meanwhile, the Independent Police Complaints Commission, it's all ex-cops, so they're all the Brotherhood, and the Association of Chief Police Officers are also carrying out a joint inquiry into the scale of the problem, so they won't find much, which will be published in September. It was prompted by the case of the Northumbrian Police Constable Stephen Mitchell, who was jailed for life in January last year for carrying out sex attacks on vulnerable women while he was on duty. The damage is far deeper because the victims trusted the police and believed that the police were supposed to protect them from harm and help catch and punish those who perpetrated it, says Debalina Dasgupta, a lawyer who has represented women sexually assaulted by the police officers. And now this is all part two of the the degradation of today's society because the old morality is out the window and lost to sight. And it won't come back, by the way. You need a, an earth-shattering thing to happen uh, into and, and utter primitivism to get back to some basic uh, normalities because everything's been so scientifically destroyed that the minds of people out there are corrupt because they're imprinted with all kinds of porno since a very young age. They're, they're promote, it's been promoted in school. They even use pornography in school to teach the children until about porno movies. And anything goes as they push all kinds of variations of it to children who don't even know what's even going on. They're telling them what to become. If they feel like it, try it and do it, whatever. And maybe you should see a therapist if you don't feel like doing it. So everybody's screwed up, basically. But pornography imprints itself on the brain for life, for life. And... uh, and, and certain scenes, of course, it's, including the violent stuff, it doesn't have to be violent, but it will imprint itself for life. And that's it. You're, you've really been so tinkered with by design, by the way, because in order to con- conquer a society completely, you must conquer its culture, the culture that made it safe, stand up together, stand up for each other against those who would take them over. Well, you've been all been taken over as they destroyed your cultures under the guise of freeing you up for certain small groups of individuals so they could have rights. They have to take all yours away until you have all this thing. You can't even trust anybody anymore. It's it's that bad. It's that bad. Anyway, it's exciting to say in this article, the breach of that trust has enormous effect. They feel that if they can't trust a police officer, who can they trust? Lose their confidence in everyone, everyone, even those in authority, especially what those in authority issued. It's one of the worst crimes that can be committed, and when committed by an officer, becomes one of the greatest abuses of power. Meanwhile, of course, everyone's seen the abuses at Abu Ghraib, etc., with the military prisons and how they stacked up all their uh, uh, prisoners naked and made them do disgusting things. And you wonder why one guy, one solitary guy, is withholding taxes because he doesn't want to have anything to do with this, uh, these unlawful wars and big agendas, geopolitics, as they like to call it at the top. Remember, Kissinger says that soldiers are dumb, stupid animals to be used for foreign policy. They're not supposed to know why they're really there. The propaganda's all they, they get. Oh, bad guy wears, wears a rag on his head. Oh, bad man. That's all the, the, the soldier needs to know. We are trained so easily. Eh? Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I am Alan Watts, and we're talking about really the system we're born into 
when you're degenerate, you don't know you're degenerate because everyone around you will be degenerate as well in doing what you're doing. It's very, very simple to do. And massive studies, ongoing studies are done all the time as we're brought down to the bottom, bottom level. I've mentioned before about the different organizations that were sent out to take over the culture and given permission to do so by the big bankers who ran the presidents. Then presidential authority let them work and create the cultures for America and Britain and elsewhere all at the same time to bring them down and down and down like the Frankfurt School. And you have to read the writings of people who belong to the Frankfurt School, like Theodore Adorno, who talked not all about bringing them down to utter pedophilia, but even down to basically doing things with dead bodies, put it that way. He says, then we shall have achieved our goal. I'm not kidding about this. And of course, if your parents don't know what to tell you because they've been kept ignorant, then you don't know, you think it's all quite natural. And... When you look at, as I say, people withholding taxes because they don't want to be... You understand, legalities are legalities in one form or another, either morally or spiritually or however you want to, to view it. But the fact is, if you're giving money to, to, to tyrants to slaughter people across the world, for instance, and not only do that, but abuse you all back home at the same time. I mean, do you really like feel good, feel good about all your cash going off so that troops can pee on little boys after killing them? I mean, how do you really feel about that? Does it bother you at all? Or do you see those little boys as subhuman because of the propaganda? You know, a wheelbarrow, that's why they made their living, is carrying stuff around for groceries and messages from houses. and Just gun them down and then, then your own troops pee on them. Now you better understand that those who control your own troops will have guys peeing on you one day. Because what goes around comes around. And when they're finished with all these wars, who do you think they're going to come down on then? Never mind these characters that are out there doing that are coming home to where the black uniforms are going to be after you. But society is so degraded now, and it's meant to be, because then you're conquered, as I say. You can't stand up for each other. You won't. You have no principles to stand up for. At all. I read this article uh, last November, and it was in the Ottawa Citizen, and someone sent me it today because the link went, and so I've got another link to it. But it's to do with those who are, of course, consumed, as, as you're supposed to be, because uh, when you're young, you have all the kind of drives that, that are there for, for procreation, etc., to make sure the species goes on. But, of course, it can be, again, trampered with until it's, um, it's, it's morbid. You've got a morbid fascination. It's been hyper-actuated, as the big boys said, they do it until everything is sex, sex, sex. And, of course, you can't bond with anybody. But, and you, you won't want children either. And I will, well, the woman as well, because she's doing the same thing. That's what they've brought us all to. But you can't play with these things. Anything you play with is going to impact your behavior and your relationships as well. And I've talked before about these people at the top who work for neuroscience because they're always working on perversion. They cause the problems and then they try to find out can they alter them once they've caused them all. And there's no cure, there's no treatment really has ever worked for perversions. And it's to do with a guy who was in that. It says Order of Canada recipient. That's one of the high orders they give people in Canada is damaged by his work. 
and it says post-traumatic stress caused by years of viewing disturbing videos. This is into the sick minds of violent sex offenders is the only way to heal them. Well, you can't heal them. In fact, you can't change them. They're just as proud as ever to do it. Anyway, this is to protect a potential victim, says Dr. John Bradford, one of Canada's leading forensic psychiatrists. He's done this difficult work for some 30 years, even when it threatened his own health. And, and then he was given um, his high honor in, in Canada, Rideau Hall ceremony and so on. And goes on about the different people who got the, the same prize and et cetera, et cetera, for virtuous stuff and all that. But then he says, he says, it's critical to understand why people do what they do. What we are doing is understanding it, bringing it out of the closet, if you like, so people can talk about it and come forward and get treatment before they hurt somebody. And well, it's, this, it's a growing business. Not they can do anything about it because so many folk now are damaged. Just however, in trying to prevent others from being hurt, Bradford suffered his own damage. So you can't even, see, so you, you can't even play with this. And some of the, the biggest offenders we have today are people who've actually worked on offenders. Because they, they watch all the stuff that they watch. Bradford said long periods spent watching videos of horrendous acts of sexual violence led, left its impact. Now it's not just violence, by the way. It will all leave its impact. The stress started with the Paul Bernardo case and it got worse the more he watched. Well, he didn't even see the latest one where the guy, the homosexual guy, ate his victim after he killed him and did other weird things with parts of his body. He said, I had tremendous difficult time getting the videotapes out of my head. I I didn't understand it, but I had trouble sleeping. It got worse and what I found was that I had developed acute post-traumatic stress disorder, Bradford said. What happened to me was that through a whole process of looking at high definition video of sexual violence, it affected me. I recovered from it, but I had to go and get help, he says. So he had to go for, to, for a psychiatrist. And, I mean, how do you help somebody once they're damaged? What thoughts have gone through his mind that, that shouldn't be there in the first place? It's like going into a form of hell and hoping to come out of it unscathed. It doesn't work that way. That's all encouraged from the top, isn't it? Bradford, who's mentored many young forensic psychiatrists, says the proliferation of violent sex videos means one of his most important messages to new doctors is to be aware of their impacts. What I've been talking about more recently is to explain to younger people how they need to be careful of that stuff because once it's in your mind, it can really bother you. It's stressful and you can develop post-traumatic stress syndrome, he said. But it's all of it, you see. It becomes fixed, imprinted in your brain. That's what happens. So, Bradford, who's head of uh, forensic psychiatry at the University of Ottawa, recently retired as Associate Chief of Forensics at the Royal Ottawa Mental Health Centre. He recalls getting into forensic psychiatry by accident, and he tells you how he got into it and, and all the rest of it. And then the other branches that he helped found, and so on and so on. But the fact is you can't play with this kind of stuff, folks. And uh, any, any drive can be taken and exaggerated until, as, as, as I say, it's a morbid thing. It's beyond normalcy. And what you've got today under normalcy is beyond normalcy. But it's intended to be by those who put it all out. Don't forget Hollywood, and articles I've read recently, uh, talks about Hollywood. It doesn't just churn out all the other stuff that, that's meant to control you and give you predictive programming. It also churns out the, the mass of the, world, the, the world's porno movies. And they've got their big own version of the Oscars and all that kind of stuff. 
and do all kind of weird and weird. And the children see this stuff and they emulate it, and that's it. It's game over for relationships, having children and all the rest of it, because that's the agenda. Remember, UNESCO was involved in this too with Julian Huxley, who talked about bringing in hyper-promiscuity, and so did Lord Bertrand Russell, before they even had puberty. Once you've done that, they'll never bond in a a long-term relationship. All successfully. And that was the plan. It wasn't a happenstance. It didn't say, we're going to give you freedom to do what you want. No, it was to to get this agenda through. Until you can't bond, that was the purpose, the end of the family unit. Awfully successful, though. eh? The other day I mentioned about the expansion of uh, the big Iraq, the U.S. Embassy in Iraq. A massive multi-million dollar. They call it an embassy. It's like, it's like, you know, Fort Knox. It's a massive thing. But again, it's meant to fool the public, isn't it? Now, Afghanistan's next. Is U.S. building Afghanistan a huge $92 million military headquarters? So they're spending, um, that to build a new Pentagon, they call it. A new Pentagon. A massive five-story military headquarters with domed roofs in a high-tech basement command center that will link Afghan generals with their troops fighting the Taliban nationwide. But when Defense Minister Abdul Rahim Wardik asked for a bigger office in the building, a change that would cost about $300,000, he got a firm, no, such changes would cost time and money, U.S. military officials said, and in Afghanistan, uh, both are in ever shorter supply. We could do them, but we're not going to do them, Colonel Andrew Bacchus, Bacchus, hmm, the, the Director of Engineering for the NATO Command in charge of training and equipping the Afghan security forces, said of the Afghans' proposed revisions. So they're trying to say that they're, trying, they're only doing it on the cheap, you know. And so this is a PR piece, you know. So regardless, the U.S. taxpayer that's awfully generous is, is building a $92 million. And it'll, it'll cost a lot more than that when it's finished. You know, that's almost triple, at least triple what they tell you. You know that. So it's... um. It says it's the 516,000 square foot building, still cloaked in scaffolds and cranes, and it dwarfs other buildings in the town. So it's, uh, uh, well, as I say, thank you, the USA. This is, that's added to your debt, of course. In Australia, it's interesting because a lot of, at the moment, a lot of experimentation is going on in Australia. We've been hit fast and hard and quickly with stuff that other countries have had for years under austerity and all the rest of it and free trade. and uh, But now they're going after the welfare recipients too. And I, I tell you, the welfare recipients are simply the test bed uh, for all of you eventually when you're on austerity programs. Even if you're working, it doesn't matter. You're all going to go on austerity programs. But federal government in a trial in which Centrelink, I guess that's an organization of either privatized the welfare system or whatever, Manages the money of welfare recipients began yesterday amid an angry protest. Bankstown in Sydney southwest is one of five areas where the trial is being conducted. It's designed to help allocate Centrelink benefits so that expenses are paid. Under the government's stronger futures legislation, I love these names they give it, the trials will direct money from some welfare recipients to pay for priority items such as food, housing, clothing and utilities. The remainder of the money can be used as they wish, but with strict exclusions. Recipients are forbidden, I'll say that again, they're forbidden to spend their welfare on alcohol, tobacco, pornography and gambling. Well, you can go to the United Nations because they say that pornography is a human right. 
Those who take part in the scheme may also be given a basics card, which allows them to shop at Centrelink-approved stores, including Coles and Woolworths in some places. Remember the new future system that Quigley talked about was to be a feudal system with corporations running the show. So here's the money going to you, and they will tell you which ones you can shop at, what ones the big massive international corporations you can shop at. The basis card is a pin-operated FPOS card, which can be used to buy most goods and services at the registered stores. The scheme is voluntary at the moment, of course, but it can be made compulsory for people who are falling behind in rent and bill payments or because of child protection uh, issues. Volunteers are eligible for incentive. It's amazing, too, that the families are completely mushed up. And there's so many single-parent families now. This is all the war. All we're talking about here is the war and the fallout from it. And then remedies to cope with the fallout, you see. Volunteers are eligible for an incentive payment of $250 for every 26 consecutive weeks to stay on the program, which covers those receiving benefits, including New Star and the pension. So it's quite interesting and it says like social workers will decide on the compulsory income managed cases. So social workers are now running their lives. And get used to it because it's going to spread to even the bottom wage earners. And this is the agenda. This is the agenda. Tonight I'll put a link to, to it's called from Britain, it's called Next Steps, Life Transitions and Retirement in the 21st Century. But it's to get everybody used to these massive changes we're going through now for the, the, this is a century of change that academia has been prattling on about for 50 years. This is it. You're in it. And it's massive changes. It's it turned everything upside down. And this one is by Lord Wee, who's a China, a Chinese guy who, who, who was raised in Britain supposedly. There's very little data about him, but he's made a British lord and it's called Lord Wee. And it's written by Dr. Alison Hume. And uh, is supported by the Kalusti uh, Gulbenkian Foundation. It's very British, and um, it's to do with getting how to train everybody, even the young people, into this new system of change. You see, right to, from birth to death, was is from every every age group is involved in it, and even compulsory service for people, the young compulsory service. Because you see, the world you're, you're getting brought up to, if you're a nobody, is where you serve the world system. I've been talking about this for many, many, many years. That's your job, to serve the world system. And it's all in here. Now, who is this Lord Wee? Well, he, apparently, he starts off, he just came out of nowhere, and he's, he's also now uh, the head of the British China's Bank Association. So he's got a lot of, you know, communist leanings, obviously. He also was a guy who helped uh, do uh, the big society projects for Britain. Where again, you all end up being volunteering and working in your own areas and looking after each other now that they've destroyed the family. You know, <laughs> that's pretty good. Where government will direct how you handle each other. But you all do it for free, you see. We used to do it fine when you had the family. You know, ever looked, took care of everybody else, including people not in the family, when you had communities. Now they've destroyed it all, and now you're given project leaders who come out and, and tell you what to do. And you, you, and you, and you, you're coming with me. You're going to help the people and, and feed the poor this week. And that's it, you see. But of course, he's under, this Mr. Wee is under the, the, the philanthropy groups. He's a philanthropist, you see. This, this, they, just, they just get born every so often, and their job 
is to help people. They can't help but, but help people by running big multi-million dollar think tanks to do with controlling everybody. It's a life ambition to help you all. Because we're all too stupid to do it ourselves now that everything's dysfunctional, you see. So I'll put that up tonight too. And you can look through that and uh, see what you think of it. And because of all that, it was made a, a, a baron or something. Now, you've all seen the, the stories coming out, and we'll find out what it's all about eventually, what the purpose of all this is. Because this is another nude carjacker hurt seven in a brutal rampage. Uh, drug-addled man shuts down a town as he flips a portion, breaks both legs of pregnant woman. This is the same drug that they suspect, that the bath salt stuff. It's not really bath salts at all. But... um. They strip naked and they do all kind of weird things. So this is one of the latest ones. There's another one in China, of course. A guy stopped cars and started trying to eat women's faces. Uh, but it's happening all over. We'll find out what's behind it all and what they really want us to think of it when they tell us what to think of it, you see. Or the new laws come out about something or another. We'll, we'll soon find out about it. Another article about Tony Blair, the guy, a great psychopath. I mean, he's a, he's a case study in psychopathy. And it's, it's just... It's, probably earned as much as £80 million since leaving office five years ago. Now that he fronts for a whole big bunches of corporations and J.P. Morgan and Zurich International and all the big boys, you know. Still a public servant now. Must be great to be a servant with that salary. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and we're talking about the big system you're born into, which is rather blatant in your face today. If you want to think about it, you'll find everything out that I'm talking about for yourselves. I mean, you should be finding this out for yourselves anyway. You should understand this for yourselves. If you don't, something's been done to you. Something not, not very nice. But we can remember Monsanto, of course, and the different uh, GM food groups and chemical industries that were going out simply taking stuff that existed, vegetables and everything, and, and patenting them, putting a patent on them, because nobody had thought to do it before. You can understand those who control the world also control the legal system, so they always give them loopholes to do that, and they don't try and stop them. Well, drug companies, which they also rule, are, are the same. And this is about drugs, and it's going to be effective in the U.S. as well, under Obamacare, or whatever they want to call it, because they had it already on the, the drawing board and ready to go before Obama came in. It doesn't matter who they put in as a front man. Drug companies exploit legal loopholes. This is Britain to show you what's coming. Senior doctors have written to David Cameron calling for action over a legal loophole that enables drug companies to set exorbitant prices for drugs to treat rare diseases. And it says several examples of price hikes include a drug to treat rare muscle diseases, which used to cost £800 to £1,000 per patient per year. Rules that were intended to encourage drug companies to research and develop new medicines for rare diseases that are being misused, uh, the 20 consultants said in the British Medical Journal. Instead of developing new drugs, they're obtaining licenses for existing ones. You see, this is almost like patents and things that were common. And hiking up the price by as much as 700%, they said. Some of the National Health Service hospitals are now refusing to fund drugs that were previously available cheaply, while the National Health Service pay, faces paying millions of pounds extra a year for the same or very similar medicines. 
The open letter, which is also addressed to Health Secretary Andrew Lansley and David Cameron, said once a company has obtained a licence, the legislation then gives them the, the company sole rights to the supply of the drug and puts everybody else out of business, all the cheap ones. This in turn, this is all drugs, old stuff. This in turn allows a company to set an exorbitant price for the supply and effectively to bar previous suppliers of the unlicensed preparation from further production and distribution. We believe that this behaviour is not in the best interests of patients or the National Health Service, but is undoubtedly significantly advantageous to drug companies. The doctor said that order written to the Department of Health for England and the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency about the issue. Now, in the US, I read a little, I touched on last year, um, that the FDA had passed laws, drafted up, by the way, by the big pharma companies, to allow them to use cheaper chemicals. They said, but similar chemicals. There was nothing such a thing as similar. Yeah, I have the right chemical or you don't in a drug. However, they said similar ones, which are cheaper, and put them in, and still keep the brand names for the drugs and the, the, the prices too. But now, of course, that uh, the new system's coming in, that the doctors are prescribing all generic forms as well, and they're using all the substitute stuff. It's supposed to be as good as the original stuff, and it's not. It's really plummeted. The generic used to be the same, but now it's not, you see. Because even generic had to use the real chemicals by the formula that was prescribed. Anyway, they're ripping off people in Britain and they've got the whole country to ransom and they're allowed to do it. And, of course, Parliament will drag its heels because they all belong to the same groups, of course, that run Big Pharma and all the other guys, the high entrepreneurs. They believe it's their right to plunder the planet because this is the time you live in, folks. That's what these folk believe in. You get to the top by any way possible. doesn't matter on the fallout. That's not their problem. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your gods go with you.